0: We've officially started now, yes.
1: We're your weather girls, indeed. Don't you feel divine?
0: Welcome to Podcast Divine, I'm Kenny. I'm Diva. And today, it's all about me.
1: As it should be. Oh, I forgot it was all about you, okay. (laughs) I guess it's about time, you being the creator and all.
0: I guess so, I guess so. So today, the definitive Kenny Divine interview that you never knew you wanted is going down in multiple parts, multiple ways.
1: (laughs) Twice. It happens to just be Diva and Kenny tonight. No Andy, no body, no lady, no candy. Well, ladies lady's here. She's just making us chili. Oh, it's chili. I forgot it was chili. It's
0: chili tonight.
1: With so. cornbread. Yes. Are there jalapenos in this cornbread? There are. Half. Half of it. She was very kind to well, my poor... Eat re- resistant body and we start the interview with finding out that Kenny cannot eat spicy foods he can it just uh, could potentially
0: ruin his life and i'm <laughs> going to stop referring to myself in the third person right now be appreciated anytime my pleasure
1: um so where did you grow up
0: so many many years ago i grew up in a little town called chelsea alabama um which is like
1: 40 minutes south of Birmingham, roughly. Okay, I couldn't decide if it was 15 minutes or 40 miles, but one was close? Yes, you were Great. very close. But yes,
0: uh, grew up in Chelsea, born and raised there, moved all over the state of Alabama uh, as a pastor's son, because my dad pastored a variety of different churches. Lived in Colorado for about nine months as a seven-year-old, so that doesn't really count. Um Yeah, it's just been stuck in the state of Alabama. Or not stuck. I'm going to be more positive. (laughs) Kenny's been reading self-help books lately. (laughs) I have. A lot of them. So many. Um, But no, I've lived in Alabama for, you know, 34 years now. It's crazy.
1: How many different places in Alabama have you lived? Lord,
0: that's a great question. Uh, Upwards, I would say between seven and ten a few of them are slipping my mind right now but i'd say between 7 and 10 places in the state of Alabama
1: did your dad just go wherever he was assigned yes oh it's
0: not called no. well i mean called assigned it's it's part of it you
1: know <laughs> <laughs> either way um what did you so with moving around a lot what were like what were activities that you did like i know that you're a drummer i feel like everyone knows you're a drummer uh a drum set's pretty hefty it if is. you move around a lot as a kid, did you move a drum set too? When did you start that?
0: Uh, we had finally settled down by the time I had started playing drums. We were between two places. My dad pastored a church in Bessemer, which is about 10 minutes. You went to the white many... party there. Yes, very similar. Mm. Not the same. <laughs> The white party was not at the church my dad pastored, though.
1: <laughs> we could have parked in the parking lot that your church pastored at, though.
0: Probably, more than likely.
1: That was a church we parked in, lady. Don't make that face.
0: <laughs> oh. the door. Everything's <laughs> fine. But no, uh, when I started playing drums 21 years ago now, good grief, um, we were living in Bessemer, and then Dad built a house in Chelsea on our property that we had owned for years and years. And so we just kind of went back and forth between Bessemer and Chelsea. So I didn't really have to cart a drum set around too terribly much when we moved because that was pretty much
1: it. You started at what age? Did you say that? Thirteen. Thirteen. Yes. Okay. Um,
0: What made you? In the year (laughs)
1: two thousand. You were thirteen in two thousand. Shut up, Ryan. I'm sorry, (laughs) Diva. Shut up, Diva. (laughs) What made you want to start playing
0: the drums? So I was. this church that my dad was pastoring in Bessemer, um, there was a drummer there who unceremoniously left because uh, they didn't get what they wanted, and they took their toys and went home, much like most people in the church today. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it was a thing. So it ended up being, they didn't have a drummer, and I was like, you know what, why the heck not? Like most things in life that have been best, And beneficial to me. Uh, I had a why the heck not attitude about it. And so I ended up playing drums, starting there, taking a few brief lessons from a guy that went to church there and then uh, took some formal lessons for about a year. And uh, here I am 21 years later doing the thing still playing for a living, playing
1: for a living. Truly. It's great. I love it. Did you have anyone you looked up to as far as drums go? Like any inspirations, um, drummers and bands, or anything that you really enjoyed that kind of pushed you towards that? As a matter
0: of fact, uh, because I was a a, a young sheltered boy in late 90s CCM music, steeped in it really, um, I loved the drummer for the Newsboys. I think his name was Duncan Phillips. So I always loved to watch videos of him playing drums. They had, like, this spinning drum thing at their shows that would go on its side and things like that. It was very acrobatic. Loved that. Um, but then once I went to high school and, you know, developed a penchant for rock music, I always loved John Bonham and what he could do with one foot on the bass pedal. Fantastic drummer. He's the drummer for Led Zeppelin, in case you didn't know. And uh, yeah, Stairway to Heaven changed my life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you and millions of other people, which is why they probably hate playing it now. It's true. But it's okay. They have heart to cover it. They did. Um, and that's just fine with me. Indeed. They did a fantastic job. Did We saw that live. We did. How beautiful. lucky are we? <laughs> so blessed and highly favored. So besides the drums... What other activities did you do as a kid?
0: A lot of collecting. I was an only child, so I learned to play with myself very well. <laughs> you can take that whatever way you want to. Um,
1: we got to redo that. <laughs> I was hoping you weren't going to say that.
0: <laughs> and we are officially off the rails. Five minutes in. <laughs> I'm not sorry.
1: No, I'm going to leave that in.
0: You should. You should. <laughs>
1: anyway, besides the obvious activities, the all young boys will, young people will um,
0: experiment with. <laughs> <clears throat> I was an avid collector of baseball cards as a child.
1: Baseball cards? Yes, indeed. 1973.
0: I, uh, more like 1997. Get it right, dog.
1: People still had baseball cards in the, Oh, yeah. they did. Oh, Oh wow! Okay, I had people in school that, like, I went to elementary school with. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, as as a youngster, I did. I was homeschooled for most of my career, but
1: homeschooled, yes. only
0: child, and a preacher's kid, and a redhead. It's like the quadfecta of death. <laughs> you right should there. write a fucking book. How am I still functioning as a human? <laughs> to be honest, well, but, well it's you know. a good thing that lady came along when she did. Otherwise, she might be in the street. <laughs> Genuinely <laughs> in the streets, wondering what my next meal will be. Um, it's not cornbread. That's it's for definitely sure. Not cornbread. It was going to be like Easy Mac and whatever Walmart brand of Easy Mac there was.
1: But box mm. mashed potatoes. But we're not going to talk sh- because those are delicious. They
0: are quite delicious. Muy delicioso. i are
1: cussing so much because I got to edit that out every single time. It's going to get on my nerves. It's going to get on my f- nerves. Yeah, yeah, see that one right there. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, you collected baseball cards I
0: did, I was very obsessed with it um, And they stayed in my closet for many, many years Until about six months ago Where I finally sold it to this kid That's just going to flip him on eBay So <laughs> he did the work that I didn't have the time or energy to do And I made a pretty penny off of them So it was great
1: A pretty penny? Yes, and Shiny, it wasn't all dirty and gross It like wasn't rubby.
0: I, I think he used uh, vinegar and salt to clean it To <sighs> make sure that the tarnish was off so. I've heard that's a good Way to clean a penny. I'm such a nerd. I watched way too much Bill Nye.
1: Wow. Bill Nye, the science guy. Indeed. Did you play any sports?
0: Briefly. um, In 97, just seems to be the pivotal year for me. 97 was also the year, or 96, excuse me. No, it was 97.
1: 97 was the year that Ryan Carey came out with Butterfly, but we all know that.
0: (laughs) I knew that deep down in in my soul.
1: That was why it was such a pivotal
0: year for music and for my life. Uh I think Chumbawamba's uh <laughs> I love that song. Chumbawamba's song came out that year as well. As I well as knocked down. Yes. As well as Aqua's Barbie Girl, if I'm not mistaken as well. Oh, I played that at work the other day. So ninety seven was a pivotal year for me. Um yeah, that was the year I met Seth Springfield, otherwise known as Sethi Divine. We played basketball together.
1: oh sweet little Sethi, who's not so little and tall and long-haired and Tarzan, muscular. Just
0: gorgeous. Playing
1: that guitar riff like it
0: ain't nothing. Like it ain't nothing. I can't mm. wait to get him on the podcast, by the way. He'll he'll granddad you with all of all of his stories, for sure.
1: Should happen soon. I've worked with him on a couple a of couple things, and he's... He's always lovely.
0: Fantastic guitar player as well. Mm-hmm. Love him to death. Anyway, um, I played basketball in 96 and 97.
1: I played basketball one year as a kid, too. Really? How was that? I'll always remember the coach slapping my ass before I went out <laughs> to play the game, and I'm just still confused about it. But <laughs> I <laughs> think you that, figured it out. <laughs> um, I mean, it was fine. I played one year because I really liked the coach, um, yeah. but... That was <laughs> <laughs> really. It was a different coach. coach that I liked. Um, wow, he was a big, tall man. I'm, st- I'm <laughs> just still. Re- I still. He's still working through this happening. Yeah. Maybe this should turn into a therapy session <laughs> Take for you it instead to of the... my therapist. Yes, I pay them to listen to this. Sh- it's true. It's anyway, true. we're talking about Kenny tonight.
0: Yes, so... Steve is a black hole. Continue. In more ways than one. I played soccer a little bit, or football, as Andy would say. Um, played 95 to 98, so that was fun. Um, what else did I do? I played baseball, pitching machine, and um, kid pitch. That was fun. I was the catcher for <laughs> pitching machine. Nobody's surprised. <laughs> Shut, Shut up, brother. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I received very well. <laughs> but that was the extent of my sportage and I said screw this I'm not athletic.
1: Uh, well, that is that's quite obvious. Um indeed. So the real question is do you like Alabama or do you like Auburn? <laughs> you better watch out cuz I'll totally paper your trees over this response.
0: <laughs> so, um there was a rebellious time in my life. Uh, I grew up as an Alabama fan, but there was a, a dark time where I strayed from the fold and was an Auburn fan because I liked the color scheme better. That's when I knew I was destined to be a, you know, an artist. <laughs> it was like orange and blue just works better than red and white to me. I don't know why, but I was an Auburn fan for a hot sec, and then as I played. In various bands in Tuscaloosa, I became friends with people on the team. And I was like, I guess I could be an Alabama fan (laughs) because we played in Alabama far more than we played in Auburn. And that's kind of how that went down. And so. It's still kind of that way today. It is. That's kind of where I'm at, just mainly because I play Tuscaloosa so much. I'm more of an Alabama fan than an Auburn fan, but at the end of the day, I just don't care.
1: No, me neither. I went to UAB. Nobody
0: cared about football until it went away.
1: I said, crap. That's the first time I said, crap. I said, who gives a shit?
0: (laughs) Exactly. So Uh. I've found that being married to a Midwesterner really helps me. In my appreciation of pro sports as opposed to college sports. I just don't
1: get the college sports. I mean, I know it's the only thing that you have, so hold on for dear life. And they do.
0: They do so much. I mean, they poison trees over it. So, I mean, it's ridiculous. Isn't Um, Andy uh, Andy an Alabama Alabama fan? fan. Yes. Would he
1: be mad at this conversation right now?
0: He would be appalled that I was an Auburn fan for a hot second, but he would be very happy that I am actually, I've returned to the fold, so to speak.
1: Was he an Alabama fan before? He's lived here for a while. Then. He's
0: lived here for a hot second. But yeah, he's he's
1: always been an Alabama fan. We should ask him next time. Hmm. I just well, I wouldn't keep our Alabama football talk to a minimum because f- Thatch. Who cares? Exactly. The kid, they're kids in college. <laughs> they are. It's like a pageant for children. I just want to watch somebody's going to stone me. It's, <laughs> it's true. for saying that.
0: <laughs> just for saying that or for other well, things too? Probably for, other,
1: probably for the dress I'm wearing currently. Perhaps. Um. Okay, so you are a your man with many hats. So don't let him fool you. If he's at an Auburn party, he'll be the biggest Auburn fan you've ever met in your life. I am all things Same to all for people. Alabama. <laughs> if you don't care, he doesn't care. Uh, he has had a million jobs in his <laughs> life as well. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, would you run us through just... You know, maybe 10 of the ones that you've had in the last couple of years.
0: Okay. Um, well, we'll start from the beginning, honestly. I'll keep it to 10 though. Um, grocery store bag boy, um, car detailer.
1: Pritch. Oh my God, speaking of yes. which, will you clean my car soon? Absolutely. Fabulous. What was the third one you Down's said? here here. Um, I worked at a print
0: shop very similar to a Kinko's, but locally owned in Chelsea, called PostNet. And I printed things on large printers.
1: That was in there in that little trailer in the the side pocket of society. That that was not the same one, but it was was very similar to a Kinko's. Oh. Yes. So you have more experience with printing than I knew. Yes, it's true. Uh, man of many trades. Continue. Uh,
0: I was the mascot for the Birmingham Barons. Uh, <laughs> I was... Yeah.
1: I forget about that one.
0: I was, a, uh, <laughs> I was a vacuum salesman and repairman for many years off and on. Still is a repairman. Delivery driver uh, recently uh, due to the pandemic. Um, I worked at Nukes. I delivered food and got the Nukes vehicle stuck in a parking deck. And my manager was very upset about that. Also true. Very true. You worked there at that time as well. This was several years ago. I,
1: did. I think that came like the week or so after I rear-ended somebody's brand new car in a Nukes van. Yeah. We did not have good experiences
0: with the Nukes vehicles, but that's beside the point. Fantastic
1: <laughs> food, though. That white chicken. Come on now. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that up. I used to love the Nukes' favorite mm-hmm. salad. Yes. Is that a salad? I think it's a salad, yes. Um, but they also had a Nukes' favorite pizza? Mm-hmm. For whatever. Yes. Hot soup? Hot <laughs> soup? I'll always
0: remember that lady. I will never forget the vats of chicken breasts in their pink oh, juices. It was just, just disgusting. It was mm, terrible. Just floating, honey. Just floating. But... Uh, I would love to touch on the vacuum thing a little bit more because that was a very important <laughs> of part went, of my life. It, uh, it if you strange. were in the market for a vacuum, even though I don't work there anymore, I highly recommend Oric. It's very lightweight. Not a sponsored post, by the way. <laughs> he made me get an Oric. Well, it, really, my vacuum is
1: his vacuum.
0: I'm letting him borrow indefinitely one of my 1997 Aurics. So
1: 1997? <laughs> there's that year again. It is. Actually, I think yours is
0: a 98, but that's beside the point. Either way, um, worked on them for years. The great vacuums. They will. They they suck in the best way possible. So, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> Let's see. What else have I done? <laughs> on that note, yeah, I worked at Starbucks. I worked at Starbucks. Uh, twice. You Did work at
1: Starbucks.
0: I did. It was awful. Um, sticky. I bet. Very sticky. People suck. It, it wasn't. It wasn't the the people i worked with they were very kind and awesome but the coffee was garbage and the customers were garbage so i, I yeah starbucks is never going to sponsor this podcast so
1: that's honestly fine your coffee shit.
0: it's true quit burning it
1: quit burning your damn coffee it's awful
0: it's terrible um but let's see what i else. go to Publix before i go to starbucks for coffee <laughs> i worked at a letterpress printing press called After Press and Homewood, owned by our good friend Brian Odomont, uh, otherwise known as Odie, and third member of Lady Divine and the Business. Yes. That was a fun tenure. Um, enjoyed that. It helped me be creative again in the graphic arts. So um, I did work. <laughs> yeah, I taught drums, too. Thank goodness for Lady Divine over here reminding me of all the things that I've done over the years. I uh, taught drums at Mason over Music.
1: a certain age, it's got to be hard to keep it all together. It's true. To I have to have like
0: a note in my iPhone these days to remember anything. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. But yeah, I taught drums at Mason Music for a hot second. That was great.
1: Did I work there with you? Yes, or? you were
0: there around the same time.
1: I thought you left before I actually started. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You just used to bitch about your students all the time.
0: Uh, Well, they were garbage, most of them. Um, Sorry, kids. (laughs) Uh, That's why I don't teach anymore. (laughs) This is getting deep really quick. Um, (laughs) Was that it? Is that everything?
1: I mean, that's a lot of... I feel like you listed 10. At least. Uh, At least. There's probably more. Where did Divine Entertainment come up? Where did that start? Well,
0: I was playing with drums with a guy named Ryan Kinder for a few years, back in 2009-ish to 2012-ish. Um, and he decided to move to Nashville to pursue his music career. And the rest of the band uh, were unable to move with him to make that a thing. So, we came up with the brilliant idea. Hey, let's just try something, see what happens. And Kenny Divine and the B Sides were born. The first iteration of the Divines was called Kenny Divine and the B Sides. Um, I picked up my moniker of Kenny Divine from John Dodd Stevenson, the drummer for said band. Um, I think Brad Baker was on bass. Uh, Nick Sparks was on keys.
1: Oh, he wrote A Walk to Remember. He did.
0: <laughs> Nick Sparks, different Nick Sparks, very different. Um, my favorite lawyer, truly, besides Ross Kinder. Um, but who else was in that band? And it was me as a front man. Jim Odom was in that band as well. So it was me as a front man. We had one show, it was at Rounders, and uh Jim yes. Banker Extraordinaire. Yes. Ah. Well, not really a banker, more like a beer store owner now oh, in yeah, Jasper.
1: A... Okay. So well, all exciting. my
0: boys were from Walker County. It was great. And we did that one gig, and then it just kind of fizzled out from there. But Jim and Nick and myself decided that, you know, we wanted to continue making money in this cover band circuit. We had the connections, thanks to Ryan. I was like, hey, let's just call it The Divines and see what happens. And here we are nearly 10 years later, and what sprung from that has been Divine Entertainment, which has expanded to karaoke, DJs, weddings, studio work.
1: How did you get caught up in uh, karaoke?
0: I came into karaoke because uh, Andy saw that I had potential in that area and let me do a few fill-in gigs for him and his his former karaoke partner back in the day. And it just kind of sprung from there. And here we are a few years later doing the karaoke thing, and it's expanding rapidly. And it's kind of freaking me out how rapidly it's expanding, but we're on on the wave.
1: Well, I mean, you have so many people with divine monikers now. You it's know, absurd, honestly. Diva lady Kenny Seth Sethy with Tilfy Andy Candy V <laughs> <the> Body V <laughs> Body Divine V Body Divine Precious Boy Um,
0: so many other. We got Jakey Divine.
1: We got Jakey Divine. Does Rose have a name?
0: Rosie Divine. Rosie. Rosie
1: Posey Divine. Yeah, that's Queen. Oh, so cute.
0: Uh, so many, so many divine monikers. We are truly a divine family. And the initial impetus for calling everybody a divine was we were going to go for the whole cult vibe. But it's turned into more of a family than a cult, just like the Mansons.
1: It's like the Sly Family Stone.
0: It's just like that, but more Manson esque. <laughs>
1: Manson-esque. Okay.
0: We're more like Branch Davidians than anything, so it's fine. Still trucking.
1: So I came into your life about the time you started taking uh, karaoke gigs, I feel like,
0: maybe? It was a couple of years after you came into my life, and more like burst into my life, truly.
1: Because <laughs> I, I uh, went to college with... Uh, Lady Divine, who is married to, you know, Kenny Divine, who's sitting in front of me. Um, I went to college with her and then came down uh, with some friends and saw you play at Oak something, Oak Leaf, Oak Tavern, Oak. Oak Hill. The place with all the middle-aged ladies.
0: Yes, Oak Hill Um, in Homewood. (laughs) True establishment.
1: Saw you play at Oak Hill. Mm -hmm. Loved that. Not the bar, but uh, I thought it was the coolest thing, because I did not come from anywhere that had live music. I remember I wore that big-ass sweater, and you had to hold it in the back and scrunch it for the picture. <laughs>
0: oh, my gosh.
1: Um, wow. Is that the first time I met you? Might have been. Hmm. That's such a nice little memory, because then we kind of hung out at Lindsay's for a couple of days after that, and you were you were around. Did we buy cigarillos? No, you bought cloves, probably. Cloves, test, test tube
0: shots, and cloves.
1: We did have test tube shots.
0: My earliest memory is New Year's and being at. Oh, we went to the Met- wine bar. No, no, we also yeah, we went to. Um, wine, loft? wine loft. Oh and yeah, the, and we also went to. What became the Collins, and it was called Metro Bar at the time, and oh, had you champagne sang. at midnight. And I sang with Derek Sellers' band. You sang Tainted Love. Are we surprised
1: here? (laughs) Um, Gosh. Uh, Oh, my gosh. And they were passing out champagne flutes to everyone. And then left the tray full of champagne flutes sitting right next to me and my friend Jess. And you
0: partook of a few extras. Oh,
1: we had uh, a lot of them. (laughs) Just grabbing. Chris was there, too, right? Yeah, Chris was there, and um, I think that was it. It was just me, Chris, and Jess that came down, because there's four people in the picture. The fourth one would have been lady. Okay. That was so
0: great. That was such a great time. I loved hanging out with you guys. I knew that I was in the presence of greatness, for sure.
1: That was such a gross apartment. It was. Oh, um, well, you lived with your parents then? It's true. When How old were you when you moved out of your parents' house? 25. <laughs> there ain't no shame. Um, They're tainted all So another interesting fact About Kenny Devine Is that at One point in time and might still This might still be the case Owns 180 or more Mama Goldberg's cups (laughs) (laughs) Formerly They've all gone away Remember when he said he was a collector of items
0: (laughs) I realized Based on my, my grandmother's uh, from both sides, honestly, that I had pack rat tendencies. And this was before I discovered minimalism and things of that nature. And marriage. Hashtag marriage as well. <laughs> um, I realized that I did not need to hold on to such things for extended periods of time. So I let those things go. I wished them well and I condoed the hell out of them. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) this is for the podcast, so we're going to embellish a little bit, Lindsay. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Um, She's a lady. Truth. And if you truly want to get a grasp of where Kendrick comes from, just... Because he lives. I can't even sing. My (laughs) voice is so (laughs) shot. You know I'd hit that Uh, harmony if I could. (laughs) Oh, anyway. Um... What is your number one item at Mama Goldberg's? Because I know you think about it often.
0: Oh, yeah. Mama's love all the way. Regular mustard instead of spicy mustard. What is what is Mama's love? It's basically a sandwich that has two different kinds of meat. I think it's turkey and ham. And, I, you know, honestly, I don't know what's on it. It just tastes amazing. And I get it <laughs> every time. Mm-hmm. And I get nachos with no peppers. And their nachos are Doritos with steamed pepper jack on top of them. I'm getting fired up.
1: Every time he talks about the steamed pepper jack, it gets him going. <laughs> I am hot and bothered right now. Um, truly. And along these lines, uh something I've come to learn about Kenny in our years of friendship is that the minute lady is out of town. Poverty nachos. Not giving him all these wonderful meals that she prepares. Um He reverts back to microwaved quesadillas, (laughs) poverty nachos, which is what we call We we probably shouldn't call it that. No, (laughs) we're offending someone. Tortilla chips and shredded cheese, microwave to perfection. Yes,
0: indeed. Put some
1: jalapenos on there. You got yourself a
0: pile-ish later. (laughs) Literally (laughs) and metaphorically. Or going to CC's and loading up on the... uh, the, the the whole buffet. You are disgusting. Girl. Oh my god!
1: No, last time she was out of town, you went to uh, Little Caesars. I did. <laughs> and got a pizza. Oh, I got the no.
0: lunch special. It's different.
1: Okay. The real question is though: would you go to Would you go to uh, Bonefish Grill and get bang bang shrimp with me? Absolutely, because that's like oh well, you'd hate your life. It's spicy. I would try it.
0: i'll try anything once (laughs) well
1: you'd probably never try it again (laughs) so i know that you grew up with a lot of christian music you know just growing up in the church your dad being a pastor which i feel that on a molecular level gaither's always and forever sandy patty has her own day um (laughs) how has your musical landscape changed um where did you come from where did you go (laughs)
0: <laughs> Where did you come from cotton-eyed
1: Joe seriously <laughs>
0: <laughs> so like like you mentioned I started in the Southern gospel realm my mother was in a southern gospel a local Southern gospel group that toured around the state of Alabama back in the 70s
1: Did not know that yep Vestal Goodman. Does that name mean something? Of to Of course. Okay, great. The Happy
0: Goodmans mean something to me for sure. Ooh, man! There are four Chelsea Trio albums sitting in my record collection right now. We should revisit at some point. Anyway, uh, started out with that. Um, it moved into you know contemporary music, contemporary Christian music (CCM) as it's known as. So Hill Song, early Hill Song, not this. Wild and free garbage That's out now
1: Play the same thing In a row For 18 yes. measures and We call it a seven eleven 11 song
0: Seven words repeated 11 times So <laughs> This was like Old school Darlene Czech Era Hill song That we grew up with So that kind of Praise and worship stuff That was still about 5 to 10 years Behind everything else Transitioned into uh, The harder Christian music As well Um Harder. Yes, like um, hardcore stuff like uh, P.O.D., which stands for Payable on Death, Blindside, um, Stretch Armstrong, things of that nature. Who, by the way, several of these bands played at a festival in Birmingham that happened this weekend, if you're listening in real time. If you're not, it happened previously called Furnace Fest, to where a bunch of bands like Further Seems Forever and Under Oath, and all these Christian... Taking
1: Back Sunday. Taking
0: Back Sunday was there. All these Christian and otherwise hardcore bands reunited for this festival. But those were the bands that I listened to circa 2002 to 2008. Prime Britney years. Prime Britney years, truly, truly. But then I got into classic rock in high school. One of the first bands I was in called the Dean Ledbetter Experience or Russell James and the Rockslides. We changed our name so many times. We covered songs like Ryan Adams or Drive-By Truckers and Led Zeppelin and uh, Almond Brothers and just a variety of different things, even some Dave Matthews in there. So I began expanding my musical repertoire in high school because I went to an actual high school and was not homeschooled during high school. Uh, After that, uh, continued down that path, went towards the, you know, more English-styled alternative music like Block Party and things of that nature. Ended up going to Lollapalooza in 2008 and seeing Rage Against the Machine and Radiohead and things of that type of vein of music and just expanded from there. Went more electronic and ambient. Watched a documentary (laughs) back in the day from the BBC... About electronic music and was obsessed with 80s electronic music from then on out. Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode. Things of that. Style. I keep saying things of that nature, and I hate that. But that's okay. I'm sorry. Um, Apology
1: accepted, but try not to do it again. I will.
0: Okay. I mean, you can edit it out, right?
1: Yeah, but I might choose not to. It's
0: true. It's true. Um, And went back even further to the origins of electronic music, such as Wendy Carlos and uh, Kraftwerk and things like that. And it was awesome. Almost did it again. Dang it. It's okay. And that's where I'm at now. I'm in this weird phase of German electronica and have been there for the last five years. It's been great.
1: German electronica.
0: I mean, that's a very wide swath, but anything on mute records, I'll listen to.
1: So nowadays, what do you do in your free time when you're not being Kenny Divine?
0: I try to sleep. Um, Keyword try. I try really hard to sleep, and I try not to obsess about perfectionism and, you know, making everything <laughs> work. Because I'm Um, running a business now. It's a very strange place that I find myself.
1: What is your drink of choice? Drink of choice. Goodness. Walk into it. Okay, this is what it is. Walk into a dive bar. You know, there's shit all over the walls. There might be a dusty old warthog head on the wall. So I'm going to the Nick. Okay, gotcha. (laughs) And you're like, hey, bartender, give me a blank. What is that? Miller High Life. Trash.
0: No, it is it is the <laughs> service industry drink of choice, for sure.
1: I'd be lying if I didn't say there's a bar in Birmingham that uh, doesn't hand me two Miller High Lifes the minute I walk in the door.
0: Now, if you want to go liqueur, then I will say Jägermeister is still my, my evil, evil drink of choice. Gross. It was a habit that I picked up with Ryan Kinder, and I never got rid of it. So here we are. Oh, my gosh. I don't
1: even know. I
0: think your liver is b- currently bursting right now. This is,
1: every time I hear Jaegermeister, I think of my brother like with a pump of uh, that was connected to this big thing of Jaeger just pumping it into his mouth, and it like <laughs> really is just the nastiest thing I could possibly think of. It's
0: not Rumpelmint, so, you know.
1: So now you're 34. You own a business. You have a wonderful little house that I have let you... Live in for a while. It's my summer home I just had on the side. so. Indeed. I'm really happy you guys could make this work for you.
0: Absolutely. A
1: little back patio, Lolita's Cantina. It's beautiful. Um, what do you see next for Kenny Divine?
0: Outsourcing. That is the word that immediately comes to mind, is figuring out what I'm best at in being a business owner. And then outsourcing the rest. It's kind of where I'm at right now. So thankfully, beautiful people like uh, Diva have taken over social media duties, podcast duties. I've outsourced the joys of coordinating karaoke to Andy Divine, and uh, I'm letting Jakey Divine run points and source gigs. I mean it's a it's a beautiful thing. I'm trying to do what I can to do my best to not overextend myself. Which that's a whole different conversation. So yeah, just trying to outsource. That's kind of my mantra right now is outsource. That sounds like a good plan. Oh, thank you.
1: And you can be found on social media
0: I can be found on social media at the Kenny Divine on Instagram and Facebook, and also TikTok as well. I'm trying to expand to where the youths are these days.
1: Mm. Um, and you also have uh, a little video series.
0: I do. Uh, I have a video series called Minute to Win It that I occasionally post. That I'm starting to ramp back up now that I have more free time, thanks to outsourcing. Uh, to film and edit and things of that nature. Dang it, I did it again. Ugh, it's okay. We'll stick with it. It's who I am as a person, guys. I accept it. You should accept it, too. If any uh, listeners have any more questions for Kenny Devine, please hit him up on his social medias, and uh, he will answer those directly.
1: Dick pics, tit pics. All the things. Advertisements for hemorrhoid cream. Indeed. Bring him his way. Advertisements
0: for FarmersOnly.com. I got you. This gig sponsored by... I have a very select thing that I say at every show, so <laughs> it's okay.
1: Well, Kenny, I am so glad that you got to see me this <laughs> evening.
0: I'm glad that I got to see you as well, um, Diva.
1: Nice to know more about the man behind the magic. You know what I mean?
0: Well, <laughs> oh, it's been a pleasure to be with you, Diva, and... And with Lady helping me make sure that I say the right things on this mic as well.
1: She's making us pancakes. I'm so excited. Is it pancakes? Okay.
0: Absolutely. I'm fine with that. (laughs) Chili and pancakes. Let's do this thing.
1: I asked for a side of pancakes, specifically with this meal.
0: (laughs) They're going to be little little silver dollar pancakes. You're fine. (laughs) Little dollops. There's your sound bite right there. Little dollops. <laughs> Little dollops. Anyhow, thanks for hanging out on Podcast Divine. I'm Kenny.
1: And, of course, the fabulous Diva.
0: And remember, kids, wash your hands, hug your mama, and don't, don't be, be a, a dick. dick. Thanks for listening, y'all. We'll see you next time.